Well, John Ryder, we are here today in the office of Eddie Hearn, formerly Barry Hearn. Yep. And I just wonder, when you walked in here, 2011, when you signed with Matram, do you remember the first time you walked in this office? A huge moment for me to sit there. Even Barry sat down in the meeting. And can you remember what was going through your mind at, at that stage? I think you were 23, a, you know, a young boy with, with a lot of dreams at that stage. Yeah, massive amount of dreams. And then Barry Hearn saying, I think you could do like middleweight. And I think Eddie chuckled, Tony chuckled, Colin Lake, my then trainer, chuckled, and uh, I chuckled, and we said, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> and it never happened. And when you, I was actually on the match on YouTube, and I was having a look, and I went, I ordered the videos from oldest to newest, and I think out of 4,600 videos that have been uploaded over the years, yeah. you're the third... The third video third. Is, is an interview with John Ryder. And I think we've always said that, haven't we? Just, you're, you're part of the matchroom furniture. I long hope to continue being part of the matchroom furniture and being in and around you guys. I've met some real friends for life through, through matchroom and, and boxing especially. There is a, a reason we're sitting here today, John. Yeah. And I'm going to hand over to yourself to, to tell the boxing world what that reason is here this morning. 13 odd years of boxing, I've decided after my, my latest defeat to, to hang up my gloves. Cool time on my fighting career and look to pursue my training career. Well, 254 rounds yep. in the bank, 39 fights, 32 wins, 18 knockouts. What a journey it's been. What is, John, the, the strongest emotion you're experiencing right now, do you think? The not knowing. But I said to my partner last night, I said, after a fight where I'd won or lost, I'd be sitting here a week and a half down the line thinking, right, what's next? Who's next? And it's the same feeling now, but it's like, well, there's not going to be another fight. It's just like, what am I going to do next? And I think I know, I think it's clear to, to follow in the paths of the, the, the trainers I've been with. And, and Tony Sims has been a, a great coach, a great life coach even. So to go into the gym and, and work under him for, for a period of time and, and learn from him, I think is, is going to be great for me. Why is this um, such a tough goodbye for you? I, I, this, this sport has given me the life I've got. Um, I've met the people I've met and um, I've got so much to be grateful for it. And changed your life, really. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's changed my life, yes. Um, from, a, from a boy and he's... About, I think, what, 12, 13, I started boxing. He was shy, timid to growing and growing in confidence and turning pro and making the changes and training with Tony, the new management at the time, and then just growing as a person and, and developing as a person. It's, um, it's, it's really got me to who I am now. Why was now, John, the right time, in your opinion? I think I knew, I think I knew deep down, probably before the Canelo fight, I said that I could win, lose or draw and, and walk away. And then walking back to the change room, I said, I can't wait to do this again. And then, <laughs> Obviously, after the fight, it was a, a slow period, but needed to be, and obviously a few changes and whatnot. Um, and then this fight came around, and it was more of the same feeling. Um, what was different about this camp was I was more, I wasn't fearless. I was more thinking about the, the effects of boxing, and that was always in the back of my mind that what's, what's most important about this fight the weekend was getting back on the flight on the Sunday to go home and see my kids and be with my family. So at that point, I think I've got one foot in boxing and one foot out and you, you can't be like that in boxing. You have to be fearless, both feet in, waist deep in it and just fully submersed.
You have a beautiful family, like you just mentioned there, young kids. How, how big of an impact did they have on, on this decision? What involvement did they have? Well, they, they've been my reason why for so long, my driving force. And from the Canelli fight, it's like I, I wanted to show them that, you, well, even before the Canelli fight, that you can achieve your dreams. It doesn't matter wins, losses, um, setbacks. You can achieve your dreams if you dedicate your life to it. And I hope that in time, my, my son's probably too young to realise, but my daughter's seen parts of it that you can achieve your dreams. And if you work hard at something, then you can, you can enjoy your life from doing what you love. And I've been lucky enough to do it. So I hope that in time it motivates them and, and they can go and live out their dreams. What age are the kids? Four and nine. How familiar are they with, with what dad, blimey, what dad did for work now? Yeah, Sounds weird saying that. Um, my, my kids love boxing. Um, daughter was, she, she was in the pram, at, like months old, and AJ was like asking about kids around, like, like, and so she's always like said about meeting AJ when she was a baby, and she's met Fury and been around all the boys in the gym. My son as well, he's like Canelo this, Canelo that. He loves it. Um, more like more into Power Ranger fighting though now, <laughs> and Ninja Turtles than than boxing, but. Yeah, I think they, they know and they'll continue to see. And how excited, I guess, are you, you know, as they get a bit older, to sit and let them watch the journey back, like where they want to watch it? Obviously, the whole thing is documented now. Are you excited to share that with them? I mean, I've always been excited to watch my fights back. Um, I've not watched the, the latest one back yet. I think that's more of a bitter pill to swallow. I think that's the, the harsh reality of calling time and... I'm not quite ready to, to watch that back yet. I think that's the, the harsh reality of boxing and knowing that that was the, the final hurrah. But in time I'll watch that back and maybe the first time I watch it back will be with him. If you'd have beaten Jaime Munguia, do you think you'd have carried on? I'd like to think I wouldn't have because I think I'd have been sensible enough to go, that's it. Um, my heart's not in it anymore. The, the desire's not there, but there's always that temptation, that lure of I mean, we spoke to Samson before and he was like, I'd love it if you beat Munguil, you could fight Benavides next. And there's always that lure of fighting a, another big name, another big name Mexican. And uh, I fought two of them and could have done the third. Was, it, was there anything to do, John, with how you, you talked there about a bit of, bit of pill and a harsh reminder? Only the second time, obviously, you've been stopped in your 39 fight journey. Was there anything about how, in particular, that fight ended that felt different and, and really solidified it for you? Um, no, because I think my, my mind was kind of made up. Um, I think it was an uphill battle. I think uh, it was four knockdowns. Um, we'd like to think judges will score fights fairly and listen, it was going to be a, a, a real slog to, to get anywhere near back to the points there on the cards. So I think it was knockout only. I think um, Tony made the right call for the towel in. I kept getting up to my own stupidity at times and um, yeah I think sometimes we need saving from ourselves and I think Tony had the, the thing to do that and bear, bearing in mind he's a, he's a family man himself he knows that the most important thing to, for me is to get back to my kids and my partner and my family. Was it quite emotional when you and Tony first sort of agreed upon this this decision to, to walk away at this time? I think it was just more of a, a look and a nod and like yeah. we know what time it is now um, you can't keep doing this forever. I think me and Tony know each other well enough now to, he can read me. So I think he, I think he probably knew. And in terms of, you know, just on the family, 
I bet they're so excited, aren't they, to have Dad round a bit more. And you must be equally. My partner Nancy said, she said, you probably won't be round anymore anyway. You'll probably be round less because you'll be in the gym so much training. And I was like, no, I'm sure I'll be round more breakfast, dinner. Like, I'm sure I'll, I'll be here, but who knows? But I need to find a balance of boxing and family. So hopefully I can do that. When you think about what you've achieved, John, in this game, can you, I think, when, you know, you speak to fighters and I think one of the most difficult things is for fighters to be content with, with what they've achieved when they're transitioning over to a, a new life, if you like. Can you leave the sport happy? I always believed growing up that I'd be a world champion, but I didn't know if I'd find the life partner and have the kids. So it was like, what, what do you want? Do you want to be a world champion or would you rather have a family? It's like, well, I've got the family. I, I didn't get the world title. So I think that answers my question. I've, I've got something to, to take me on to later life and to enjoy. Um, I couldn't sit there at a world title strap and be like, well, yeah, I've got that. But I've not got no, I've not got no one to share it with, do you know what I mean? So I think I'm winning in life on the, on the family aspect. Great partner, two unbelievable kids that I'm... Well, I've hit the jackpot there. Um, the world title evaded me. I got two interims. Um, they look nice in the boxes. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, ultimately what I set out to do in boxing, I've done. I've fought the biggest and best names. Um, won some, lost some. Um, I just wanted to be involved with the biggest and best fights I could be, and I think I've done that. I think it's fair to say you've won life. Yeah, I feel like I've not so, so much completed boxing, but I've, um, I've given it a good crack and I've, I've come out all right. And you've remained a top bloke along the way as well. <laughs> always, always such a pleasure to work with. I'm, I'm going to miss uh, working with you, that's for sure. But as you say, the beginning of a new story as the coach, John Ryder. That's it, I'll be telling you about the, uh, <laughs> the goods and bads of the fighters I'm training and all the goods um, and seeing you on fight now, I'm sure. What do you think, you know, based on the whole journey, you'll be able to offer these, these young fighters more than anything? Got a lot of experience, um, both sides of the Atlantic now. Um, I know about big fight nights, big, big fight events. Um, I've been lucky enough to be involved in some and I've been lucky enough to, to be around some. Um, the AJs at Wembley's, um, the, these big shows, I've been there and I've, I've seen them firsthand. So I've got a lot of experience. I've been lucky enough to go around. Tony sent me out sparring around uh, Fort Manchur with Kelbrook. Um, Italy with Blandamura, Poland and whatnot. So I've been able to go around, pick up things along the way, uh, work around other trainers. Um, so I think it's going to stand me in good stead moving forward. Um, so credit to Tony really, yeah, he's, he's put me out there, he's sent me out on the big wide world of my own. And um, that's a friend for myself, but you learn things about yourself along the way and, and, and about the sport. Although, as you say, that the world title just evaded you as a pro, which we will talk about in, in a moment, but what's the dream for for John Ryder, the coach now? Lead young fighters into domestic titles and then onto world honours. And that's the dream, whether male, female, um, just just be the best I can be, be the, be the inspiration to them that I was lucky enough to have in, in the coaches I've had, in like Tony, and, and just let them fulfil their potential. When we talk about the world title, you know, I think, God, it went on for so long, people talking about that night in Liverpool yeah. against Callum Smith and you know so many people thought you'd done enough to become world champion that night are you at peace with that now when you, when you think back to that night or does it still hurt yeah no I think I'm at peace with it now I think um, what was the ultimate goal to get the Canelo fight um, I got that last year um, 
it would have been nice to have the, the, the straps, the ring magazine, the WBA, the WBC diamond. Um, but ultimately, I think, I think people know deep down um, and I'm at peace with knowing deep down that I should have been, but I wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, I'm at peace with it. Um, and like I say, the ultimate goal, I, I believe I still had a great run after that fight. I fought some of the biggest and best names in the sport after that. So yeah, I'm good with it. Well, look at the run you went on, you know, yeah. and who you shared the ring with, you know, since that Callum Smith yep. fight, Danny Jacobs and Magia, Canelo Alvarez, you know, that, that night in Mexico, I'll let you answer this question. What, what's the, the best night of, of your career when you, when you look back? Um, probably Mexico, like for experience and like never forgetting that moment would definitely be Guadalajara, Mexico, yeah. What made it so special, do you think? Just, um, just the whole razzmatazz of it, the police escort in, the, I mean, like the fireworks, the, the mariachi band. It's hard not to get in, engrossed in it when you're there in the moment. And I wasn't, I was fully focused on the fight and having watched it back, it was like, wow, I, I was part of that. And it was just a, a real pinch myself moment. What was the toughest fight for your career? Probably the Nick Blackwell defeat. Um, mentally as well, was mentally, that Mentally, yeah, I think just, I knew where I went wrong. Um, but just, I felt, felt like the end for a while. Um, it was tough to get over. Um, obviously, the way things worked out, I'm chuffed for Nick that he beat me that night um, and fulfilled his dream. Um, but it was a, yeah, it was a, a that was a bit, bit of pill to swallow for, for a time, but uh, I learned a lot about myself there. Um, I didn't make the necessary changes at the time. I made them a few a year or so later when, when I lost again and decided to move up. And the move up in weight was the uh, was, was the change for me. What would be your message, John? Because there, there is a bit of a stigma in boxing at the moment about the O and, and staying unbeaten. But you know, you're a perfect example of a fighter who can have a setback and, and go on to achieve great things. What would be your advice to young fighters today who? Who think about that a lot? Well, myself personally grew up in the area where Floyd Mayo was there and he got to, it was like 45 no, 46 no, and there was always t shirts, the latest no, whatever it was. And I think it was like, you've got to retire undefeated. But there's many great world champions who have not retired undefeated. Mayo ever did, he, and he was sensational, um, generational best. But you look at the likes of Canelo, he's got a defeat on his record. Um, you got the best going up against the best in light heavyweight, Turby Evan Bivol. One of them's going to have a blemish on their record, but they're still unbelievable fighters who can win world titles, regain world titles. And it's, I think as long as you can have that in you to, to, to get beat and go again and, and regain, then that's the real heart and, and mindset of a champion. And do you think that's, that'll all leave you in great stead, I think, when you're talking to these young fighters in the gym? It's all great parts of advice you'll be able to pass on. I've been there. I've been about it. And I've... Got the t-shirt. Got the t-shirt. Um, so I hope that people are of the mindset to learn and pick my brains and to learn from me. Do you have a, a proudest moment? Proudest moment? <sighs> Meeting with Barry and Eddie. Like Barry was the, the legend of the sport, wasn't he? And of, of sports promotion. So to sit there and, and even just to be able to pop in here and see Barry in the office and just chat to him, it's like... If you told me as a 15-year-old kid that I'd be doing this, you'd be like, I'd be like, you're joking, you know? Like, I get, I get to chat to people that I'd 
dreamt about talking to is like it's, it's crazy for me. And when you when you think about the highs and lows of this sport, you've experienced both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. How, how high are the best times and how low are the difficult times? Well, the, the lows are easier to get back from because you know the only way is up. I mean, after the Canelo fight, it was probably the highest I've been held in regard, but it probably the lowest I'd felt mentally. And it was like, well, what now? Where, where do I go from here? Am I better off not being here? It's like, it's, it was a crazy time, but I have to remind myself, I've got a beautiful partner, two beautiful kids, and it's like, there's, there's a lot of reason to be here. That's all that matters, really. Yeah. That's all that matters, really. And I guess, John, when you think about, you know, I've seen so many posts about you on social media recently that I think, you know, the, the British boxing public have really fallen in love with you over the last few years. I think for, for numerous reasons, for your grit, for your heart, your determination, yeah. your attitude, your humbleness, your politeness, and for being a, a good person, I think also goes a long way. How do you hope you'll be remembered? As well, a fighter and a person. I think, yeah, like you just said there, I think I don't, I don't believe I made a massive dent in boxing to be held in this high regard as, oh, what a fighter he was, like, he'll be sorely with that. Probably not, but I hope people just go, he was a, a good stand-up guy. Took his knocks, was gracious in defeat, was humble in victory, and, um, yeah, he gave it his all. What do you think inspired that? the Cinderella story we saw towards the end of your career? I don't know. I think the, the, the move up in weight helped. I think I was struggling to make 160 for a long time. Um, started working with Dan Lawrence, great SNC coach. Um, Tony Sims was just a dream to be around. Just every day was class in session, do you know what I mean? And just easy to learn for someone like Tony. Um, I had another great coach in Colin Lake who was, was a great teacher and, and took me to where he did. And then Tony took me on the, the next level and, and on the next path. And I'm very fortunate that I've got, like I say, an unbelievable family, an unbelievable partner, unbelievable friends. And I will try and take a lesson from everything I do in life. So that's the way it stood me in good stead. But I don't know, I think just the, the confidence I got from just being around Tony, picking his brains, um, and just knowing that he believed that I, I could do it. Um, I think we all need nine around us at times and, and Tony gave me that at times, but then he gave me the tough love. So I've, 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 he, he, he worked it to perfection for me and that's what I can only dream of doing to, to fighters now. Well, I think anyone who's anyone in life at some stage has needed someone to believe in them. You know, yeah. maybe when they didn't need to, when they didn't need to sacrifice so much that they had for that person. But Tony definitely saw that potential in you, didn't he? You see that, that person in your career? Oh, for sure, yeah. And um, listen, I'm, I'm sure at times he felt like he was banging his head against the wall. Um, and I hope that now he realises he wasn't. I was absorbing it, taking it all in. And listen, I've, I've had a good career as a fighter. Could have an even better career as a trainer now. So I hope that I, I proved to him that I was listening then and I'm, I'm still listening now. I think I'm going to be lucky enough to be around all the lads in the gym be around the alphas, be around the camaraderie, be around the banner, but I'm gonna be able to pop in here any time. I'm hoping I'll fill that void with being in the gym regular um, and be around my kids more, but um, time will tell. Gonna keep yourself in shape? Need to, <laughs> I definitely need to. And when you think about, I guess, the message to the fans, do you have a message of, of, of thanks, first of all, to, to boxing? 
Do you have a, does John Ryder have a message of thank you to the sport of boxing? Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you to the sport of boxing for giving me the, the inner confidence you have for allowing me to meet the people I have through boxing because I really do have some friends for life. You've given me so many happy memories. You've allowed me to travel the world. Um, all doing something I love doing. Um, you've, I've been able to bring my kids on this journey. Um, and it, honestly, it's been, it's been unbelievable. My, my, I was saying, talking to my friends over there and they were saying, the places we visited, down to you fighting, it's like, it's, it's crazy. So that's all through boxing. So I'm eternally grateful for boxing. Have you had some times where you've maybe been on your own and you, you've got a bit emotional? Not yet. I, f I feel like it could be any time, any moment now. But um, yes, uh, I'm sure there will be. Um, I'm not going to go to the pub now and stare into a pint and think about what could have been because I don't like pints. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I knew deep down the time was right. I just went and had a coffee with Kevin and was picking his brains and said, did you know when it was right? And he was like, yeah. Like, and I think, like I said, I, obviously before the Canelo fight, it was like, right, I could win, lose or draw or walk away. But then obviously it was like the fire still burned. I was like, I can't wait to go again. And then it's been one hell of a ride. Thank you for sticking with me through the good times and the bad. Well, more importantly, sticking with me through the bad times. Um, thank you for the trips abroad you made. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, and hopefully you can support whoever I'm training in the future or any corners I'm working and, and still get your trips abroad and get your boxing fix. I think I'd like to thank you as well, John, um, on behalf of Matchroom. Like, like, a bit like what I said earlier, you know, you've made everything easy. And one thing I'll always say is that you've always been such a pleasant person to be around. Thank which you. I think goes such a long way. I know the British boxing fans adore you. I know, it, although you're being humble and you're saying you didn't make a dent in the sport, I know everyone's going to miss John Ryder fight nights. They're going to remember yeah. you for the heart, the determination, the grit, like I said earlier. But the people in boxing will be buzzing that you're sticking around because you're a top bloke. Trying to make me cry now, aren't you? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm just being honest. I'm being <laughs> Trying honest, to get the um, tears out of me. I'm being honest. Um, and I know that the people in boxing, as I say, will be buzzing that, that you're going to stick around. Yeah. So I wanted to thank you as well for, for everything you've done for the sport. And I guess it's, it's time now where we say... Farewell, the gorilla. Adios. And hello, Coach John. Yeah, Coach Prime. Yeah, well, the start <laughs> of uh, a new and exciting chapter. For sure. Do you have um, anything you want to end on today, mate? Um, there's too many people to thank. Um, I will get around to thanking everyone in time. Um, but everyone has helped me on this journey. Everyone has doubted me on this journey. Everyone has stuck by me. Um, it's been a tough journey, you, you, you make friends, you lose some friends, and I think that's just life in general, but it's been, it's been an emotional one. But thank you for them who have been there throughout. I love you all, I appreciate you all, and um, continue to support this journey because it's on a different path now, but it's uh, still full steam ahead. Johnny Ryder, thanks for the memories, and we look forward to this new chapter. Thank you.